for our business owners to understand that and come to terms. We can lean on people. And that's one of the things that, you know, as we're looking through our team map, we have our our geniuses, our frustrations, we have the stages of work where that falls into and looking to see, okay, this person, is this role really the right role for them? based off of their genius and based off of the, the organization and what the organization needs, rallying the troops, troubleshooting ideas, and then rallying the troops to push through those ideas. Just because you come up with the ideas doesn't mean you need to bring them to the finish line. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. I'm Molly Nolan, your episode host, joined by my lovely colleague, Sydney Bates, project manager here at NCG to continue the conversation on Working Genius, a concept from Patrick Lencioni and The Table Group. Now we introduced this concept in a previous episode here on Out of the Hourglass called Let's Talk Geniuses, and wanted to take it a step further to really understand how our own geniuses, competencies, and frustrations have a role within the dynamics of our team environments. From ideation, activation, and implementation, Getting things done takes a village sometimes, a village of geniuses. And the more you know, the more efficient, cohesive, and collaborative you'll be. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, Sydney Bates, welcome back to the podcast. Here you are, number three. Number three. How's it feel? Feels great. Feels good to come back and and have you here. And this is exciting. We are recording for the very first time in our podcast studio. Yeah, brand Uh, new. Brand stinking new. So that's really fun. Um, So, Sid, we are back today for a working genius follow-up. The last time we connected, we talked about just what the concept of working genius is, the framework, where it came from, your your role in it. But for those, so we do encourage, if you've not yet listened to that, yes. please go back, listen to that intro conversation, um, then come then come back to us. Don't forget about this episode. But say, give us a high level overview of working genius, what it's about before we take it to the next level. Yeah, sure. Um, So Working Genius is an assessment that you can take. um, And within that assessment, you're going to get um, results for your two geniuses, your two competencies, and your two frustrations. Um, So what the assessment is really looking at is where people are most productive. Um, So there's six geniuses. So wonder, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement and tenacity. Um, and so really it's it's giving you your geniuses, your competencies, your frustrations, how you can best utilize them and how you can best utilize them within a team, which we're going to hit on today. And every person has two working geniuses. Correct. Two working competencies and two working frustrations. Yes. Yep. Everybody does. Everybody does. And like a lot of the um, behavioral profile assessments that are out there. It's pretty wild when you get your results and you they're like, oh yeah, there I am. For sure, yeah. And I think what really sets the working genius assessment apart from those behavioral or personality assessments that we're all familiar with is that this is really focused on how people work. 
Um, and, and so for a lot of people, this is an eye opener um, because for them it shows, okay, this is why I'm feeling drained in this specific task at work. And this is why some of these other tasks I can do over and over and over again um, because they would fall into somebody's geniuses. So Patrick Lencioni, the table group, the, the brainchild behind all of this, um, like we mentioned on the previous episode, they're pretty stoked about oh, for sure. this um, this creation, and it's really applicable to pulling a lot of pieces together. Um, they do have a podcast, which kind of goes into Working Genius a whole lot further mm-hmm. than we'll ever get to on our podcast. So we definitely want to recommend folks take a look at that. Yeah, the podcast and the book. And the book. And yes. the book. Um, so let's give people a, a reminder of who you and I are. Sure. So I... M A D E. That's my working genius. Yes. Discernment and a galvanizer. Or D E, enablement. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. D E, discernment and enablement. Um, galvanizing is a working competency yeah. of mine, um, as is uh, tenacity. Um, my frustrations are invention and wonder, and it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I, I see that. And you, your working geniuses are tenacity and discernment yes so we share a a genius yeah we do discernment a lot of us actually here which we'll get into a little bit later share discernment and your competencies are invention and wonder so that's good you make up for me a little bit (laughs) and then your frustrations are enablement and galvanizing and not a problem i can carry that for you yes yeah yeah. Um, which kind of leads us into this next part of the conversation is, okay, we take this assessment, we have a framework of uh, our understanding of what the framework means, we, we see who we are, but how do we use this as a team? How do we actually put this new knowledge to work? Yeah. Um, so when you go on your, you make your Working Genius account, you go on your portal, um, it gives you the opportunity to create a team map. Um, So you can have everyone in your team on this map. We highly recommend doing it on your management team, your sales team, um, your entire team as a whole. Um, It's one thing that I should mention here um, before we get too deep that it's important to also identify the team leader um, on the team map. So the the team leader um, will be, there'll be an asterisk next to them. Um, And the team leader sort of counts as double. Um, so, so as I'm talking about how we can understand and process and utilize the team map, it's important to remember that you as a team leader or whoever the team leader on your team is, um, that their geniuses, their frustrations are going to count as double um, as we move through kind of gaps and things like that. So just for, for context, by team leader, are we typically referring to the CEO? Or the CEO, president, yeah. Okay. Um, but if you were going to do, you know, some of our, our larger companies, you know, if you have a sales team with a sales manager, Got it. Um, you know, maybe maybe you're just doing the team map for that specific team. Um, but yes, on, on a grander scale, it would be the president, CEO. And why does their weaknesses and frustrations, why does it count for double? It's the influence. Right. It's, it's the influence that the leader has just naturally being the leader. Um, I also think um, as I've done, you know, a lot of working genius, I've done a lot of disc assessments here. Um, it's it's interesting how, um, you know, we're working with small businesses. Right. And I, I've seen a trend that 
people seem to like to hire other people that are like them, at least in the beginning, yes. until maybe they've gone through a disc team, brief, uh, team debrief, excuse me, they've gone through Working Genius and they see, oh, okay, I have a lot of high eyes or, you know, that's disc language, um, yeah. you know, in Working Genius, I have a lot of discernment, but I don't have a, any invention, right? Um, and so, it's important that the the team leader has a lot of influence. Um, so we're we're remembering when we're debriefing the report, when we're making hiring decisions, when we're looking at how the team works together, um, that influence that those team leaders, geniuses, competencies, and frustrations is going to have. So interesting. We often like to surround people with people who are like ourselves. Yeah, we tend to get along with people who are like ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Which is, I mean, it's a good thing. If, if you um, want to surround yourself with people like you, but this shows where there become gaps when you have a lack of diversity in, yes. in your team. Yeah, and I think this is also a good point to mention um, something that we didn't get to hit on in the first podcast, but um, within Working Genius, they talk about guilt and judgment. Um, and, and so I think, you know, let's say we have this small business owner, they're looking to make, to hire their first sales rep. They're looking to hire their first, um, inside operations person. Right. Um, and you may be drawn to, um, hire somebody that has similar working geniuses to you because you're going to get along well, you know? Um, but it's important that we're not making judgment on people because of their geniuses, Right. Every genius is powerful in its own certain way. And we're going to get into the different stages of work and altitudes of work. Um, but it's it's really important to look at that um, and not pass judgment on, okay, you know, for me, enablement and galvanizing are my frustrations. Um, but that doesn't mean I should be passing judgment or not um, realizing the great attributes of somebody who would have those as their geniuses. Right. I mean, you're, you're looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, for you, having galvanizing as or enablement as mm -hmm. one of your geniuses, um, you shouldn't feel guilty about that, right? So if you, you know, especially as, as we bring, you know, the leader into this, you should not feel guilty that you have different geniuses than your, your team leader. And I, I feel like enablement of all of the of the six types of geniuses yes. is the one that needs the most clarification because let's let's be serious enablement in this in this context is good yes we can often yes. enablement can often be looked at with a negative context it can it can yeah i i think um you know unfortunately for the word um you know as a society we we have a a, a bad context to enablement right we, we think about it in a lot of negative ways but um you know when we look at the true definition that is what they mean in the working genius context is you're supporting people you're pushing people through and you know while i may not be the best person to go to for that I need that sometimes myself, right? Right, and 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 that's exactly what we want to hone in on here. Is is that every working genius is powerful? There's a space for every genius in in an organization, um, and and we should really be embracing people, and and people should be embracing their own geniuses and frustrations, and and being um, aware of what they are and how to best utilize them. Power of knowledge goes a long way for not only yourself but for the yeah. power of the team. So. Let's talk about the team map. I mean, and I, I know you've got our NCG team pulled up you know, I do. in front of you here. Uh, what components, when you when you put the team map together, what are the components of that report? How do we walk us through it? Yeah, so you're going to get a team report. And um, 
on on that map, there's going to be every genius is, is going to be in their own box. And then it's going to be in green people who have that genius. And then in red on the other side, people who have that frustration. Um, so when we're looking at it, um, we want to, and then also you'll be getting a separate page that has everyone's full geniuses, full competencies and full frustrations. Um, so when I receive a, a team map, um, and I'm looking at this gear pages is what I'll call it. Um, I'm looking for trends. Um, so immediately what jumps out in our specific team map is that we have a lot of um, discernment and galvanizing as geniuses. Um, and then when I look over to the sort of T-chart page, um, I'm looking at wonder and invention are our first two geniuses. And I see only two people with wonder and no one as invention. It sounds like it's not a good thing. No, no, no. Um, and, you know, it's an area for improvement. Yes. Maybe not a good, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's something that we can work on and be aware of, right? Um, so, so we want to be looking for gaps in a team map. And, you know, when every organization is going to have gaps, I see it with DISC, I see it in Working Genius. Um, but, in our organization specifically for on the genius side, um, we are, you know, lacking wonder and invention. Um, and what that can mean is, you know, people who have the genius of wonder, they're the people that are, they're thinking about things. They're thinking about change. They're wondering why things the way that they are. And if we don't have people um, that are doing that, we're all too busy to notice right? We're all, we're all doing our own thing. We're doing our own thing. You know, we, we have a lot of people in, in the lower, um, end of the stages of work. So, so we're all pushing things through. Um, but we, we may need to think about slowing down to identify areas for opportunities or problems. Um, and then in the invention where we have no geniuses, um, we need to realize that coming up with something from scratch is, not our strong suit, right? Um, and you know, I, I I think that when when people realize that, they know that okay, we we may need to go to somebody else to help us with this, right? And I mean, that's not to say, of course, we we do come up with things from scratch here. We create new resources for we sure, create new systems and models. But I think it's just it requires a lot more thought, yes, intention, yes. to get people in the same room yes. to look at what the process is going to be. We have to really be intentional about the time for that invention because there's not somebody doing it instinctly. Yes, and and you hit the nail on the head right there um, because that's really what the genius is. So if somebody has a genius, that means that that person is naturally doing that, doing those type of tasks, is giving them energy. Um, a lot of times what we see is that we do have people with invention as a competency. I have invention and wonder as competencies. Mm -hmm. um, so I can do them. I just, like you said, I need to be in that headspace. I need to put time on my calendar, clear my day for me, know that there's not, nothing else urgent that needs to be happening because my tenacity is, is always pushing me to the next urgent thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I need to bring myself into that space to be able to do that. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, you hit the nail on the head there is, is really just making sure that you're aware and you're, um, when we're talking about a team tapping into those people. Okay. So we don't have anybody who, who's a genius, but where are our competencies? Right. 
and having those people and then maybe having somebody who also is, is, you know, galvanizing, right. That can take that invention and push that forward. Right. Um, so really utilizing, you know, maybe people from different departments or, or different areas and saying, how can we take this genius to help us push through that genius? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that brings us right into the stages of work, which we did, um, hit on in our first podcast. Um, but just to, to reiterate them again. So with the wonder and invention, they're in the ideation stage. So that's where all the ideas, the thought, um, is going to be happening. But I think people, um, previously before you would be exposed to working genius would think, okay, the person who, um, thought about it, who invented it, who, um, came up with it, then also needs to be the person to get everybody rallied around it, who needs to be the person to troubleshoot it, and then needs to be the person to bring it to the finish line. And that's not going to happen. That's just, no, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it, you're not going to find that. And I think a lot of our business owner, you know, our, our smaller businesses, they're finding themselves needing to operate in every stage of work. Right. Yep. And it, it's, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Right. Or it's not going to happen in the quality that it could if we're working in our geniuses. It's almost, a lot of this equates to me like to working, especially when it comes to invention and wonder of working in the business. Yes. Versus working on On the the business. business. And I would equate invention and wonder as taking time to work on the business. Mm -hmm. And so often the day to day happens. Yep. And that gets deprioritized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, the day to day, that's the, the implementation. Um, you know, so, so those are the, and, and we skipped a stage, but I, but I think it's important to note here, the enablement and the tenacity is where a lot of business owners are probably finding themselves because it just needs to get done. This customer is calling, they're at our door, it needs to happen. Um, this, you know, project needs to get done today. Um, this bill or, or whatever, it, it, it just has to get done, right? And so often I think that's where the burnout comes. Yes. Because these oftentimes business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders are folks who who thrive off of being able to create, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And with creating, often a business becomes all the to-dos. Yes. And they end up finding themselves having to do the to-dos. They're stuck in the hourglass. Yes. Or they're stuck in a, they have, they're, you know, looking at that org chart, their name is in a lot of those different roles yes. because they have to get done. Yep. And then there's burnout. Then there's no balance of life. No. That, that, you know, work, that work-life balance. And I know, I know that that phrase is a little bit tricky because it's not, there's always a time and place for work-life balance. Sometimes more work, sometimes more life. But um, this is more about understanding of where you, where you thrive. Yes. So if you thrive in this space, who do you need on your team? Yes. To help take care of where you don't thrive. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I would, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about the visionary integrator, totally, um, dynamics, you know, um, you know, our, our visionary, you know, operating in that ideation stage, maybe in that activation stage, which is our middle stage of rallying the troops, troubleshooting ideas, and then rallying the troops to push through those ideas. Um, but just because you come up with the ideas doesn't mean you need to bring them to the finish line. That is visionary integrator. Yeah. In in a sense right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, and I think for our business owners to understand that and come to terms that it doesn't all need to be them. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, they We can um, lean on people. And that's one of the things that you know, as we're looking through our team map, so we have our, our pairings, right? We have our, our geniuses, our frustrations, we have the stages of work where that falls into and looking to see, okay, this person, is this role really the right role for them based off of their genius and based off of the, the organization and what the organization needs? Um, you know, in through my certification, we had to do what's called a teach back exercise. Um, so we were given a scenario and we had to give a debrief about how we would handle that scenario. And one of the exercises was making a role change for someone um, within the organization. Um, you know, if the opportunity is available, right? Um, you know, it, it's great when the opportunity is available that we can pull someone who was operating in their competencies and their frustrations, which was leading to burnout because they weren't operating in their geniuses um, and pulling them into a role where they can operate in their geniuses. And those geniuses just happened to be geniuses that nobody else in the company had. And so doing some role shifting there um, or even just some task shifting within roles um, to be able to make sure that we're being conscious of um, people's energy and their burnout, because like you said, there's only so much. Right. Um, if you're if you're not working in your geniuses and you're not reinvigorating yourself, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can only go so far. Right. This is really a, a good highlight on how team dynamics really help to you know, put you on the like that line of success or not. Yeah. It, like the, the dynamics of the team and how everybody works together and how their their strengths and weaknesses, geniuses, frustrations all fit really will determine how successful for sure. So we can't. We need to be aware of that. I know a lot of the clients that we work with are really, you know, clued in to their employees, doing individual development plans, mm-hmm. having conversations, which is fantastic. That is the road to understanding your team yes. dynamics. You can't build a company of value. Can't build a team if you don't understand them. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a team. It's not. It's not. And you know, again, hitting on what makes working genius so powerful is that. Um, you can have someone who would score the same on a behavioral or personality assessment have completely different geniuses, which means you may get along with them. You may think that that person, you're two peas in a pod, but you work completely differently. You get energy from completely different tasks. Um, And so understanding that is really critical. Um, I wanted to hit on, so we hit on sort of the pitfalls of a team that would lack wonder and invention, Mm -hmm. um, but I want to hit on some of the other ones. Um, So discernment, right? Um, Evaluating, I call that like the troubleshooting, um, making sure that that we're really going forward in the best way possible. Um, If your team is lacking um, discerners, those are those are going to be the people that are going to be surprised when things don't go well, <laughs> um, because nobody ever stopped and really said, "Hmm, I don't know about this." Yeah, I have a I have a concern. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I have a thought. Right. Is this really um, is this really the best way? And, and I think um, you know, on our team, I think of Deidre. Um, in the meetings, she quietly raises her hand and then always has the most poignant questions and everybody kind of stops and looks at her and says, oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. <laughs> sometimes I feel like she's like thinking five steps ahead. And yes. Is already asking the question when some of us are still. You're still there. there. You're right there. Yeah. But 
you want to be evaluating all of the potential outcomes and exactly. issues and consequences if you're going to move forward with an idea. Exactly. So discernment is important. Yes, for sure. Um, and in galvanizing, you know, rallying the troops, um, us at NCG, we, we don't have any issues <laughs> with galvanizing. We have a lot of um, high energy, enthusiastic people on our team that love gathering people together. Um, but if you can imagine the opposite of that, um, so a team that would lack galvanizers, they're going to be, um, unfortunately, the team that's going to fail to inspire. Um, so a more, you know, flat team. Well, why should we? Right. The team members may be asking. I, I, I don't see um, I don't feel the need to do this because nobody else is excited about it. And I think that's where um, when we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, the team leader being double. Um, you know, having Brian as a galvanizer, oh um, you know, <laughs> when he's excited about something, everybody knows it, yes. right? And, and when he's not, <laughs> or when he's passionate about something, yes. everybody knows it. Yes. <laughs> but could you imagine if he wasn't that way? No. It would be a little strange, I think, um, you know, to work for a leader who we'd come up with this, you know, um, we're going to start doing member adventures. And then everybody's just like, okay. There's no enthusiasm. There's no enthusiasm it. So around why, it. So like, well, then why should we do it? Right. It right. also, it, it, we talk about the importance of celebrating wins in a company, small or, yes. or large. And I would imagine if you did not have anybody with galvanizing on your team, that those celebration of wins probably wouldn't be happening. No, no, it, it would be... It would be the status quo. And as somebody who um, has galvanizing as a frustration, mm -hmm. I see that in myself in that I'm always thinking about getting the next thing done that I don't stop to celebrate the wins. I don't think to um, give praise, right? And that's a little bit of the enablement, which is coming next. Um, but because I'm, we got it, good, let's go. Let's keep moving. Got yeah. this one done, good, let's go. Um, and if you're a manager of people, yeah, which... Well, one day I do believe you will be. Yeah, um, that is going to be something that you're going to oh, have yeah, to keep for in sure. mind because always top a, of mind as a manager and a leader of people, you need to make sure that you are giving praise. Yes, and and recognizing when yes. when people are, are hitting their goals and winning and not just moving on because right. if you don't celebrate those or recognize those, you're not a culture. No, 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 and, and and you know you're leaving people hanging basically. Um, you know, people wondering where, where they're standing, you know, what's going on. Um, and so, yes, um, you know, fail to inspire, fail to get the, um, the team rallied around those new endeavors, those new ideas. Um, so the next one is enablement. Um, and so, like we said, enablement is not a bad thing. It's providing support. It's providing needed support to move on to the next thing. Um, so enablement is in our implementation. So with tenacity, enablement's gonna be our pushing things to the finish line. Um, and when we have a team that um, is lacking enablement, they are really lacking those um, support. So they're not, um, they're not champion, being a champion for that person right? Um, you, you don't have the person that you can go to and say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm really having a tough time with this today. You know, can you help me? It reminds me a little bit of without, if you're lacking enablement, that relating it to situational leadership, that's like a D2. Yes. Yeah. Who, who, who's going who's gonna to be the S2 yeah. in the organization, right? Yeah. If you don't have the enablement or if you can't 
um, you know, like me, enablements of frustration if I cannot adapt to that person that I'm that I need to support and lead in that situation. And just for context, because sometimes we throw in these, these, other, these other concepts. <laughs> Here we go again. So SL2, situational leadership, is, a, is a, um, another framework for how to support and develop people yes. through different tasks. We have a lot of great podcasts on it. Whole series. Whole series, go, go visit. But it keeps coming back. I said this in the last conversation, Sid. We keep coming back to connecting dots with a mm-hmm. lot of the concepts that we work with. And it's not... Like, I don't find them to be repetitive. No. I find them to be supporting. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I almost think of like, they're building blocks on yes. each other to, yes. to make a stronger team. If you can understand all of these things and how they play together. I love it. Yep. Um, so then our last one, which I think, um, you know, in being on coaching calls and going to our events and, and interacting with our clients, this is the biggest one that I've seen. Um, and that's our tenacity. So our tenacity is pushing things forward. Um, and when a team lacks tenacity, nothing gets done. Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of times, like you said earlier, Molly, our, you know, entrepreneurs are always dreaming, always thinking, always looking, you know, to do, to do the next thing to, oh, you know, they go to these conferences, they come to our conferences and they get all of these ideas. Um, but who's going to actually push them through. Right. And if we don't have, Um, if we don't, if we're lacking tenacity or if we don't have tenacity in key positions, everything's going to stop in this activation stage. Nothing is going to get implemented. I would be curious, you know, I don't want to say all visionary integrators are exactly the same, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine if you had a lot of integrators take this assessment, take the working genius, you're going to find tenacity in either their working genius or their their competency. Yes. If an integrator has a a tenacity in a frustration, I would want to have a conversation. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. It might not be the, it might not make the the best sense for them to be in that role. Yes. Um, I don't want to say hundred percent. Right. But it, it would be worthy of a conversation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because we need to remember that, um, skill does not equate to someone's genius, right? So um, a lot of times we see this in competencies, but you can even see it in frustrations where someone can be good at it, but that doesn't mean that it's giving them energy. And that's where we see the burnout. Um, Or, you know, in when I'm thinking about just somebody, an integrator, for example, who had tenacity as a frustration and we didn't um, we didn't know that going in, you know, maybe we're six months into this relationship and, and, you know, we're following our 90 day plans We're we're looking to push things through and some things get th- pushed through, but some things don't. And, and that's because, um, you know, when you don't have it as a genius or even a competency, it's, it's not top of mind, right? Because we were talking about that, the natural ability, you know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for someone like me, it, it, it's, it's, it's just secondhand, you know, things need to get done. What's next? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't even think it's just getting things done. It's the urgency behind it. You know, I think I said on the, on the first podcast, I think of myself as like a missile (laughs) almost (laughs) because of the tenacity and the discernment together. (laughs) It's, it's really, I mean, that's what tenacity is, right? It's, it's doing it, but doing it with vigor. Um, and, and when you, when you wouldn't have somebody in that with those geniuses in a key role on your team. Um, oh yeah, we'll get it done. But eventually, you know, eventually stuff happens. Um, so, so those are the gaps that come with a team. 
Um, I also wanted to hit on responsive versus disruptive. Okay. Um, so within the working genius um, diagram, they've sort of split it out. Um, so a lot of times you'll see, um, and we can probably post a visual in the show notes mm -hmm. um, or on our social media, um, they'll, they'll have the working geniuses sort of split so you can draw a line down the middle. Um, and that's going to be where we're breaking out the responsive versus disruptive geniuses. Um, so our responsive geniuses are going to be people who are reacting to what's happening around them. So reacting to the environment, who are reacting to the needs of others, the emotions of others, right? Um, and those geniuses are going to be wonder, discernment, and enablement. Um, so our wanderers are going to be wondering about why that's happening, why that change is happening, why that person is feeling the way that they're feeling. Our discernment is going to be giving feedback about those changes. Um, and then our enablers are, again, going to be supporting and shepherding that through the process. Um, our disruptive geniuses are going to be invention, galvanizing, and tenacity. Um, so these geniuses are going to be the ones that are provoking that change. Um, so they're going to be, again, disruptive. Um, they're going to be the ones that are going to be changing something. Um, so our inventors, they're coming up with the new thing. Right. Here's the new thing. Somebody do something with it, right? Um, our galvanizers are, you know, I really, really like this. Let's do it. Yeah. But somebody go do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then the tenacity is I'm getting things done, kind of yeah. I'll do get it. on the bandwagon or, or leave, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, so... So where this comes into play is a lot of us on our team. So again, when we're looking at our, our gear page um, in your team map that has everybody's geniuses, everybody's competencies, everybody's um, frustrations, looking to see the people who um, are all the way in responsive or all the way in disruptive. Um, and a lot of us actually are balanced. Um, so a lot of us do have... With the exception um, of maybe me. Maybe you, Andrew is all the way disruptive. Uh, Are we surprised about that? <laughs> yeah, shocker, right? Andrew, Andrew. Um, I love you, Andrew. We do, but I, I think he may be our only disruptive um, person on our team. Um, we oh, do have a great. lot of responsives, um, but which, you know, to me isn't a shocker. Being a, a coaching firm. We, we are responsive, right? I we mean, are. we are responsive to our client needs. That's our job, yep. right? Um, so just like it's, it's no shock to me that the majority of our coaches are um, DGs, discernment and galvanizing, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So again, this is another area to just be aware of um, when we're looking at our team map or even if you're, if you're debriefing um, the working genius with an individual is showing them, you know, you're all the way responsive, you're all the way disruptive, or you're balanced, um, and and letting them know um, to just be aware of that. It's just another area for awareness of, um, you know, how their geniuses fall and how their geniuses fall um, within the altitude of, of work, which is, I think, our last thing that we have. And again, I mean, I, it kind of goes back to enablement. I think the word maybe disruptive can ha yes. also have a negative it con can. context. Strong Andrew, word. I'm coming to bat for you here. <laughs>
But it's about the change is important. Yeah. Pushing things through is important. Yeah. And so we need change. If we are not evolving, well, then what are we? Yeah. We're yeah. stuck. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's make sure that those, if you are more on that disruptive scale, again, there are things to be aware of. Yep. But you also are really important to that team because we need to be moving forward. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, to give some color to within us, I mean, Andrew does develop a lot of our our content. He does. um, Which I think we have some things coming down the pipeline, which stay tuned to the podcast. Um, But, you know, because he's able to operate in that way. Right. What are Andrew's? Um, Galvanizing and tenacity. Are his geniuses. Are his geniuses. Galvanizing and tenacity. With discernment and invention as competencies. Okay. So, you know, when he, you know, for for our clients who haven't come into the office, Andrew has um, a, a big office with a TV and a whiteboard and everything. And he's up there on his board and we're like, oh, there right, he there is. is. There he's going. He's going when, again. If, if he sees you walking by, i like, Ma, come here. Show yeah. Let me show you something. I'm like, I got, I got a call. No, just two minutes. Let me just show you something real quick. <laughs> Andrew, that is being disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, but we go to Andrew and say, oh, what did you work on? Oh, yeah. you know, 2024 financial workbooks just came out today. Sure Check your did. Summit Weekly. He's the one who's who's thinking about, you know, what can we change? What needs to be done? What, what can be approved upon? Right? I mean, he came up with the workbook. Right. That was his invention. So, you know. And he's thinking, think, I mean, we, so we released the 2024 workbook. We're, you know, have updated our Senate library with the 2024 um, cascading planning cycle. Yes. Those things are, have been pushed forward and, you know, we're recording this in early September. So it, it really falls in line with, you know, we're, we're thinking several months ahead of, mm-hmm. the new, of the new year. Our planning season really starts now. Really, it started a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. getting people on board. But that requires tenacity. Yes. Because some people are really just, hey, we're still in Q3. Right. Let us let <laughs> us. Summer live. just ended. Yeah. But we really need to be thinking forward. And if you don't have any disruptive, if you don't have tenacity, then you're probably going to be hitting, you know, some of that a little too late. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think that brings us to our last piece, which is the, um, the altitudes of work. So within Working Genius, they have different altitudes of work and how those play out within different meetings. Um, and so if we look at, again, we'll post a diagram in the show notes on our social media so you can look at this. Um, but so wonders at the top um, and wonder is what they what they say is 30,000 feet. So people that are in that wonder genius invention is 25,000 feet. So they're way up. And sometimes you have meetings that you need to be way up. Right. Totally. Um you have meetings where, you know, you are, let's analyze our business, you know, l- l- like a yearly planning meeting, right? Um, where are areas that we can improve? Mm-hmm. What are things that we need to do differently? What did we do this time? What did we need to do differently? You know, where are opportunities to bring in new things, right? I feel like going through um, the SWAT exercise. Yes. That's a really good 30,000, 25,000 foot view. Because yes. you're just kind of removing, like, it's almost like you're hovering above the business a little yeah. bit and trying to see where... Where are our strengths? What are opportunities? Where are our threats? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And then, so discernment is at 20,000. 
and galvanizing is at 15,000. So those are, um, I like to think of for our clients that use 90 day plans and big rocks, right? Looking at, at those. So, so we, we've come down, right. We've come down into a a quarterly plan, right. Um, and, and we need to say, okay, with this allotted time, so our discernment with this allotted time, what can we actually get done in this quarter? Right. And then the galvanizing of let's do this. Right. This is why we need to be focused on these three things, for example. And let's go out and do that. Right. Um, so it starts I, like cascading the message a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then. Enablement falls at 10,000 feet and tenacity falls at 5,000 feet to the ground. So enablement may be a weekly meeting. It may be um, here at NCG. We all have one-on-ones with our direct supervisor. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's that meeting to say, this is what you have on tap for the week. Where can I support you? Right? Yep. Um, That's going to be our enablement elevation. And then the tenacity may be a daily touch. Right? What is happening today? Yep. What's on plate um, for today, what needs to get done? This is what I got done today. This is what I'm going to do tomorrow. More of the urgency of the things yes. in the day to day. Yep. And that's why they say 5,000 to ground, right? Because the ground you're, you're rolling when you're on the ground, right? Yep. yep. Uh, I think they kind of think of it as a plane landing, got right? It. So, okay. you know, you're 30,000 feet all the way down to the ground and, and the ground is the finish line. So funny. I mean, I, I hear this, I look at these charts and it, it strikes me. I, I struggle with blocking time mm-hmm. to really focus on things high level and do like do future planning. These yeah. are things that I need to do. I also want to do, mm-hmm. but I get um, so sometimes stuck in the what's happening immediately, what's coming through my inbox, what needs right. what needs to be responded to, right? Like where that this is a lesson to me that I really need to be intentional back. about recognizing that my working frustrations are invention and wonder, but I need those. Yes. As part of my role the, uh, here at NCG, I still need to have a bit of that. Yes. And I got to focus on it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I also think um, just because those are your frustrations and you have your role, I don't think it's a bad thing to tap on the shoulder of somebody who may have those as a genius and pull them in and say, hey, can I throw some things off of you? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I do that with Dee a lot. Um, she has um, enablement as a um, genius. I have it as a frustration. So I'll go to her and we'll c- collab on a lot of different things yep. um, because together we have that, right? Um, so I think in, in your specific case, you could pull on somebody or even like me who has wonder invention as competencies um, and say, you know, this is what I need to do. What do you think? You know, almost even just blocking that time with you, yeah, is me, and and I'll res- I'll respect that time, yeah, because yes. I'm meeting with you, <laughs> and I've put it on your calendar versus right. me, because I do this, I block time on yep. my calendar for those things that fall into that, you know, those geniuses. But then uh, it always just, get cannibalized. Yep, I just shift it to the next day. Oh, I shift it to the next week. Yep. Uh, where I, and then, or I, you know, had blocked two hours for it. I only get thirty minutes to spend on it yep. because other things bleed in that yep. I deem more important. Um, but you're right. If I was to to hold myself accountable by connecting with and collaborating, yeah, 
with somebody else who really thrived in those, yeah. it would be pretty beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't need to be long. It could just be 10, 15 minutes of, you know, here's, I, I know what I need to do coming down, you know, for example, next Grand Summit, right? Yep. And let me know your, your thoughts. And what you probably need is just somebody to just spit off three to five ideas. And then you can take those and run with them. Run with it. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So you're free tomorrow? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, so this is fantastic. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we bring these tools to the table, but it's really about how do we use them? Mm-hmm. How do we put them to work? How do we make the most out of the value, the value of purchasing the assessment, the, the time that's involved? And clearly here, I mean, just from um, us dissecting our team, and I think, you know, we try to serve as an example to our, our listeners that, you know, we're, we're often doing the very same things that we coach to, that, that we speak to. Um, we deem it to be really important. And we, we use this language now within our organization. We talk about it with things that we need to work on. So we would encourage folks if, if this sparks some interest, if you want to learn a little bit more about your team dynamics, um, to, to reach out and you can take the assessment on workinggenius.com. Yes. Um, Sydney can certainly help you with a team. For sure. To, for sure. Yeah. Team, team debrief, debrief individual certified. debriefs. Yep. Um, so you know, reach out to us. We are, are happy to point you in the right direction. Um, you know, we'll see if we come back for a follow up on this down the line. Yeah. Um, or maybe see what the table group has in store. Yeah. In the future maybe there's with this. another tool that you're going to become certified. Who knows what in. I do next? And Sydney. Again, this came out of which I think is the coolest part. This came out of an IDP. Yes. An individual development plan that you did with Colin. And so, who knows what next year's conversation is going to look like and where your next mastery is going to is going to I'll have something into. that's for sure. You will have something because you have tenacity and so you will find something. Well, Sid, thank you so much. Until, thank you for having me. Until next time, of course. And we hope everyone listening has a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.